You're listening to Comedy Central. September 20th, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. and star of Tracy Ullman's show on HBO. Tracy Ullman is here, everybody! We're gonna be chatting to her about her new HBO show, but first, let's catch up on today's headlines. (laughs) President Trump, remember him? We all know he wants to build a wall, and now he wants other countries to build one, too. President Trump has a brand new border wall controversy, only this one involves a desert in Africa. Spain's foreign minister says Trump told him he should build a border wall across the entire Sahara Desert to thwart Europe's migrant crisis. Imagine, imagine having the world learn about your toad penis and it's still only the second most embarrassing story about you this week. And you know, like, to be honest, I'm disappointed in Trump because when he first came up with the wall, I thought he was like a crazy out of the box thinker. But now I realize he's only got one move. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Trump uses the wall as a pickup line. Like, he's that guy at the bar who's like, excuse me, miss, is that drink a wall? Because somebody else is about to pay for it. And just, and just by the way, I can't even believe I have to say this, but Africa is not a part of Spain, so they can't just build something on someone else's land. <laughs> All right, uh, in other news, if you like the Boston Red Sox, or if you hate the Boston Red Sox, you're still gonna love this story. The Boston Red Sox can clinch first place in the American League East tonight. They had already printed a banner marking the title, but it went missing. Enter Louis Iacuzzi and James Amaral, who said they found it on the side of the road. They say it fell off a truck. They offered to return it for a price. We want to give it back to them because it belongs to them and it doesn't belong to us. But in in reciprocation, we would like, you know, maybe to go to a nice playoff game or we were looking for something. We could have kept it. We could have put it on eBay. We could have, you know, we got connections where we could have reached out to other sources. Amazing. Uh, they, They did return the banner today, but got nothing from the Red Sox in return. Wow. (laughs) It's like watching Goodwill Hunting without all the math parts. (laughs) Like... (laughs) It's like, what are they doing? (laughs) And like, why do low-level crooks always use English in the wrong places? (laughs) We're just looking for, you know, these reciprocations in a way that, you know... Uh, commodifies what we're trying to... And look, I'm not saying these guys are criminals, but they seem like low-level crooks. Like, (laughs) who plans a heist for something you could print at Kinko's for yourself? (laughs) Like, what is their next job? Shaking down a lemonade stand? Billy, you're 25 cents short. I guess someone is sleeping with the fish sticks tonight. Come on. (laughs) All right, moving on. Uh, uh, do you ever get really high and think about lobsters? (laughs) 
Well, what if a lobster got really high and thought about you? A main restaurant is sedating its lobsters with marijuana. The owner of Charlotte's legendary lobster pound says the marijuana is meant to lessen the lobster's pain before death. A humane scientist says it's not clear whether pot would actually make a lobster's death less traumatic. Okay, first of all, I think it's really sweet how the local news totally ran with this woman's explanation for why her entire kitchen staff smokes weed. I mean, that was nice of them. <laughs> that was really, really nice the way they did that. Like, I have a, <laughs> I have a feeling... I have a feeling this is the kind of lady who tries to get everything she cooks high. She's just like, yo, potato, you need to relax, man. You just need to relax. And also, I don't think it's necessarily a good idea to get lobsters high before boiling them. Like, they'll be like, am I paranoid? Is it getting hot in here? It's getting hot, right? It's getting hot. All right, that's the headlines. Let's move on to our main story. 2018. 2018 has been full of stories about black people getting the police called on them for no good reason. Whether they're hanging out at Starbucks, uh, grilling in the park, selling water on the sidewalk, or going 90 in a school zone. Now, <laughs> yeah, in, in my defense, I didn't notice the speed limits because I was texting. And, no, I know you're not supposed to text and drive, but when you're drunk, you made bad decisions. <laughs> uh, and luckily, they can't take my license away because I don't have one. So, uh, as I was saying, as I was saying, black people get the cops called on them for no good reason. And if you are one of the black people thinking, well, I'm just gonna run for office and change the way America works, to you I say, think again. In Wisconsin, police questioned an African-American woman as she was stumping for votes because someone thought she looked suspicious. 47-year-old Sheila Stubbs was campaigning last month to be her county's first black state assemblywoman. Madison, Wisconsin police say they got a 911 call about a suspicious vehicle. The police report says the male caller, quote, thinks they are waiting for drugs at the local drug house. I'm sorry, the local drug house? <laughs> Who says that? Like, it makes it sound like a tourist attraction. Oh, are you going to Madison? You've got to visit the local drug house. <laughs> Best crack I've ever had. <laughs> the local drug house? So, Sheila Stubbs was knocking on doors to meet voters, and someone called the police on her, which is disgusting and unacceptable. No one should be calling the cops on candidates, okay? Unless it's Ted Cruz. Like, <laughs> if I see Ted Cruz on the street, I'm calling 911 immediately. <laughs> and not even my street, any street, any street. Like, that shit might be legal, but it's not right. <laughs> and to Sheila's credit, to Sheila's credit, although this was a really traumatic experience for her, she's managed to keep a positive attitude. As for Sheila Stubbs, she never spoke to the anonymous male who called the police on her. But if they're listening... I want them to see that I made it. I survived. I am now your representative. She seems like such a sweet lady, and I'm sure that she's being sincere. But you've got to admit, that sounds like a low-key threat. <laughs> it's like, as your new representative, my first order of business is relocating the town's potholes to right in front of your snitch-ass driveway. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Daily Show. You know, parents... Parents today face more challenges than ever. You know, protecting their kids from social media, uh, bullying, uh, lion attacks. Uh, and yes, that doesn't happen in America yet, but they'll find a way over here, trust me. 
So to help parents out, Desi Lydic returns with her recurring segment, The Parent Rap. Trevor, I'm not just a parent, I'm also a mom. Thank you, it's God's work. (laughs) But tonight, I wanna talk about the problem with helicopter parenting, because today's parents are way too overprotective. Like yesterday at the playground, this mom wouldn't let her kid play with mine because he was too rough. You know, actually, I agree with you completely, Desi. Sometimes kids get hurt on the playground and that's part of life. Yeah, exactly. But when my kid stabs another kid with a screwdriver, suddenly (laughs) I'm banned from chaperoning field trips. I'm sorry, did you say stabbed? Yeah. Desi Jr. plays hopscotch to win. (laughs) Look, the point is, parents have gotten way too fearful, and now it's starting to ruin people's lives. I mean, just listen to this story I heard last week that broke my heart. A group of concerned mothers reported a man in a park in Claremont asking children if they wanted a magic wand. Steve Coy says it was all a big misunderstanding there. He says he has been handing out these handcrafted wands for years. They're colorful, shiny, and meticulously crafted. Each wand takes about a half an hour to make. The mothers of several young children he approached posted the encounter on the next door app. They say his actions are inappropriate and concerning. This makes me so mad. A gentle artist wants to give children free toys, and these moms call the cops on him? I hope their husbands cheat on them with their hottest nanny. Wow. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, like, but, but, but I don't know, Desi, like, maybe we should be a little suspicious of a random man trying to give toys to kids. Okay, Trevor, what if we had that attitude back when Disney started? Oh, a grown man asking children to come into his big playground filled with dark tunnels and a giant duck who's not wearing any pants. I won't lie, when you say it like that, it actually makes Walt Disney sound pretty sketchy. (laughs) Well, yeah, but if you get to know him, the the only thing that you'll find in his heart is children's dreams and some Nazi paraphernalia. (laughs) And you won't find anything on this kindly wizard man either. I mean, you tell me, does this sound creepy? While they may not be able to conjure spells, Steve Coy says they do have a certain power. I'm not rich, but the amount of pleasure I can give a human being by giving him a magic wand is precious. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, that sounds creepy. He wants to pleasure kids with these magic wands? to offer children than that. In addition to the wands, for 25 years, he's been handing out these. My fun pass is what usually gets me in big trouble. The fun pass. The side effects include dancing, happiness, laughter, and euphoria. I mean, how can anybody go wrong with that? See, Trevor, this sweet soul just wants to give our children fun passes. And these moms want to lock him away? I'm sorry. I I don't mean to get emotional. It's just... I just hope all their husbands drive off a cliff with their hottest nannies. What's what's up with these nannies? Anyway, like, fine, Desi, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm being a little too suspicious, and, like, he's just an innocent guy who wants to make the world a better, fun place. Yes, he is. Just one kid at a time. This one girl, she was, like, 10, I gave her a fun pass, and she was so nice. And I said, oh, my gosh, you know what? I have a magic wand for you in my car. Let me go get it. You stay here. And then, but I can't give it to you unless your mom says it's okay. Okay, I'm gonna say that's hella creepy. What? 
Desi, he literally said, I have a magic wand for you in my car. Yeah, but only if the mom says it's okay. That's being a gentleman. Look, all I'm saying is if we let ourselves be ruled by fear, we'll deprive our children of any spontaneous joy. It's just common sense parenting. Okay, fine, Desi. So let me ask you this. Are you willing to take your kid to that park and let him play with Mr. Wand? Of course, Trevor. As soon as I get custody back, first stop. Desi Lydic, everyone. We'll be right back. Tonight is an actor, comedian, and the creator of Tracy Ullman's show on HBO. <laughs> Please welcome Tracy Ullman. Thank you. How nice. How nice. Thank welcome you. to the show. Very nice to meet you, young so Trevor. So exciting to meet you. Oh, I like how you say, like, there was an old Trevor. <laughs> it's like, it's like you came back in time. Young Trevor, good to meet you. He's got a lot it's of so energy, good, so great. He's marvelous. <laughs> Look at him all. It's, it's honestly so great for me to meet you because uh, your show was really popular in South Africa. I always saw you... Really? Yeah, Which I always one? saw you performing yeah. characters. It was Tracy Ullman something. It's yeah, always, yeah. It's always <laughs> your always name. always put my name in the title. Yes, I like always that. No about. mistaking it. And I always <laughs> loved how you could perform all of these different characters. You're back with a new season of your show on HBO. Yeah. And what still I Still doing it. Yeah. I'm still doing it. Hello. When you look at what politics is now, do you find it harder to go above and beyond what's happening in reality? It's really tricky. I never used to do this sort of political stuff. I mean, do you remember in, you remember in the 80s, there was like programs like Spitting Image in England with puppets that right. had puppets of Reagan and, and Mag Maggie Thatcher. And they tried that show in America and they couldn't take it because you were making fun of the president. They used to have Ronald Reagan walking along the way. The president's brain is missing and a little brain would bounce and <laughs> go, well, well. But they, you couldn't do that then. They tried it in America and it was like, oh no, you can't make fun of the president. Now you're making fun of everybody all the time. You used to be so sweet when I first came to this country. But you're loving it though. Yeah, I love being Theresa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've got some birds to impersonate now. I've got right. Angela Merkel. And Theresa May, who you saw there, and Angela... Brigitte Macron, and Nicola Sturgeon, and, you know, there's lots for me to do. And Angela I do the men Merkel. as well. Angela Merkel is the one that gets me, because, I mean, like, I get, you know, when I see Theresa May, I go, like, okay, I can see someone doing an impression of that, but, like, what does Angela Merkel <laughs> even sound like? <laughs> no, she doesn't, like, when I see her, there's not, like, a tick or anything. How is she? Well, I don't know. It's like some sort of note of stuff. She just moved her arms from here. <laughs> just... Years ago, I think it was George W. came up behind her and gave her a big hug, and she went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know, can you imagine being the only woman in the room with Berlusconi right. and Bush? And, oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> Cameron. And so I imagine that I don't know what she's really like, but I think that she thinks she's very sexy. <laughs> and she's sex bomb, sex bomb, giving off the mask. <laughs> and uh, so... Berlusconi, when Berlusconi sees me, his hair dye is running, running down his face. So, 
I imagine, I imagine them off duty, but uh, I never, you know, I don't impersonate politicians because I'm incredibly political and I'm this sort of like infuriated liberal and right, right, right. I hate Trump the most and the best. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I think, I empathize. I mean, I see, I'm like the poignancy and sadness in people. What a horrible time to be prime minister for Theresa May. Yes, it is. It's, like bad. it's like the worst time. Like you've it's got like, the Brexit, you've got you've got yeah. Trump on the opposite side, you're trying to deal with him, you're trying to deal with oh, what's happening it's a in nightmare. Europe. Yeah. The public schoolboys like Boris Johnson and David Cameron, <laughs> they've got to mess it all up. And now they've gone to their chateaus in Normandy and left Theresa to clear up this horrid mess. <laughs> Imagine they're going, those bloody boys. Let me ask you this. How how happy are you when like so so like you're saying, you know, like America was in this place where you couldn't really make fun of these people. And then you got Then you I had, became an American. You had characters, right. In two thousand six, I think it was when you got your citizenship. Yeah. Are so you, you American? So you yet? have no no no. Be no. careful. <laughs> <laughs> Come again, kids, yes. He's being really horrible. I became so, an American because I thought Dick Shaney might send me home. So you became an American to, to I just wanted to feel more secure in being able to be a part of the system and make political jokes, right. and I wanted to vote too, yeah. And, and now when you look at the characters that pop up, are you, like, like for instance, like, like you were saying, you have all of these women who you now get to impersonate in politics, in, like, who are really famous worldwide. Like, Melania Trump must have been a gift from God. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's like a pure gift from God. Don't play her. I got a beautiful model to play her. See, I know my limitations, kids, you know. <laughs> I'm so sick of being a sex symbol. I thought, <laughs> you get tired of it. I thought, I'll let someone else do that. And I played the Russian right. who is behind her because I think that the Melania is a, a Russian thing put in years ago. <laughs> She's like Westworld robot. And, but now she's like mere space station and she's old. <laughs> and she needs to be dropped into the sea. So what I've put her done in my show, she's this bot that we keep having to come into the White House and reprogram her because she's, she's running out of steam and she's going wrong. So that's my take on it because, you know, <laughs> even Trevor's confused. <laughs> My show used to be a lot simpler when you were that little I'm, lad no, in South I'm, Africa, I'm didn't loving, it? I'm loving, like, all of the takes that you have on these people because for you to impersonate them, what I really enjoy is you create a different world that they exist in. You create a character... Like, even in that clip that we saw there, it's, it's a Theresa May who's grappling with standing up to Trump whilst at the same time being afraid of standing up to him, trying yeah. to be perceived it's, it's as a, a strong position. political leader. Yeah. So, essentially, when you're doing these characters, are you trying to find the human in all of them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Theresa May is not my politics, not my sort of thing, but she's a vicar's daughter, you know, and, then she, and like, she just breaks my heart. She looks like a cross between... Oscar Wilde and Nosferatu. <laughs> and did you see her dancing in Africa last week? I mean, oh, bless her heart. Did you see it? Did you see it? I mean... Oh, bless her heart. But then <laughs> somebody told her it looked terrible, so she did it again. <laughs> Is this what they told me to do? Oh, bless her heart. Oh, I'm excited for, for this new season specifically because I heard that you have decided to make the show more topical. So, so you, you, you started making the show and then Trump happened and then you went, Brexit no, we've got to like, we've yeah. got to make everything now. We've got to add more Brexit. We've got to add more Trump. We've got to add... So are you going to add things weekly? Are you going to change things up? Like, what, what is going to be topical that you're really enjoying about Well, it? we started shooting the show so we banked some material right, and then we right. would shoot 
extra bits like two days before it went out. Oh, nice. Because of what had happened in the news, because it changes. The news cycle's like 36 minutes now. It's crazy. So, um, and that was exciting for me. That's like doing my own little mini sort of Saturday Night Live thing. It's jolly exciting in England, you know. Um, it's jolly exciting for us. Do you like England? You come to England a lot. Yeah, you I... were so funny about the royal wedding. <laughs> I like how you went from, do you come to England? I think you're like, wait a minute, I saw you in England. I saw you in England. I've had a cappuccino, I'm speeding. It's adorable. Um, You were very funny. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I love what you said that day. Because that wedding was ridiculous. It was a fun wedding, wasn't it? (laughs) Do you do any of the royal family? I do Camilla Parker Bells. What, 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 like, what's That's her vibe? you know. Wow. Well, she's like, the there's sort of, like, one little, you know, it shouldn't really move her mouth, actually. It's, 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 awfully, it's awfully like that. I think she's a wonderful, wonderful grandmother, and she takes the, she takes the uh, grandchildren and lets them do things like, you know, drown kittens in barrels and shoot guns. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think she's a lot of fun. I think she, you know... I could literally do this she's... all day. I could just, like, shout people at you and then just watch you enjoy it. <laughs> Before I let you go, I have to know, like, what is your most favorite? There's got to be, like, the one character that you have always loved doing, the one person you've loved impersonating, the one voice that, like, you just go to whenever you're feeling sad. I used to be a woman called Ruby Romaine who was an old alcoholic bigot who lived in Hollywood. (laughs) And I'll just say I was drunk and say anything I wanted about anybody. And people liked that. She was, I was so relaxed being, a, you know, this woman and I had breasts down the here, <laughs> nipples on the hips. <laughs> and it was so relaxing and I could say anything. I like that. Um, she's so American to me. See, you're, you've come to America to do a show like I did. I was from outside. Right, right, right. And I noticed, I can see, I just love what you've done. I love your book. Well, I think you. you are a force to be reckoned. <laughs> You've had a a tough time. I had a tough time. I'm a working-class girl from England. It's not easy. It is is a difficult thing. Look Look how far we've come. Look at how far we've come. Unbelievable. Look at how far we've come. So excited. Thank you so much for being on the show. (laughs) Season three of Tracy Ullman's show will premiere on HBO September 28th. Tracy Ullman, everybody! The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.